Hello and welcome to Everything Scary at 3 a.m. My name is Mandy. With me as always is John. Howdy, howdy. And we are here today to bring you the best movie from 1996. Is it though? Do not fight me on this. No, see, my problem is in, in the Mouth of Madness came out in 96. Okay. Well, my favorite from 1996, not John's favorite. But either way, it's a great movie. Uh, we How are, dare you? We are here today to talk to you about the Frighteners. Yes, uh, Frighteners. I uh, This was a lot of fun back in the day because this one was one of the ones that I saw as a real big push from Blockbuster. Mm-hmm. Like, they were really pushing hard for people to go ahead and rent this movie, it's... which I thought was weird. I mean, it is it is strange. I remember I remember the movie trailer poster. Mm. Like that's what I remember from it. Oh yeah, the weird uh, CG with the, the 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 face in the wall thing. Yeah. yeah, I love that. I I still want that. Remember the VHS cover that had that on there? Like and the it had it, and it yeah. was like the the the, you, raised, the 3D thing. Yeah. Oh no no, mine oh, was like the th- I thought it was like the 3D thing. There was one that was like it was a like a it white, followed you. It was a white box. Yeah. And it had uh, the the face, but it was raised out of it. Oh. Oh, that's freaking uh, cool. I don't even remember that one. Oh, that one got like, and it was terrible for them because they were using those plastic VHS cassette cover mm-hmm. things at that point in mm-hmm. time. So like it was getting smushed on the inside of uh, those things because it was like this hard plastic shell around it. Yeah. And it was like, wow, well, whatever. Well, this is actually directed by Peter Jackson. Yes, you know Peter Jackson. We all love Peter Jackson. But this was actually done long before The Lord of the Rings and King Kong. Uh, Peter Jackson actually made horror movies like this. Um, and uh, he also did 1992's Zombie. Yes, uh, he did. Uh, no, he did 1992's Zombie Dark Comedy, Dead Alive. Oh. Or Brain Damage. Brain Damage, I think, is actually the name. It's either... Brain Damage is the Australian name, or it's the one that they gave in the States. I think Dead Alive is the one that they have here, because that's what my DVD copy says. Uh, that's the one where uh, the the priest comes out with the uh, the lawnmower is like, I'll kick ass for the Lord. <laughs> that one. Uh, and then uh, you also have the 1987 Alien Invasion dark comedy Bad Taste, which uh, Peter Jackson actually did on the weekends for four years. Wow. He made it himself. He, in fact, I think he like even funded like the majority of... Of it himself until mm-hmm. like he had to get like a loan from like the New Zealand film board Aww. who was like super like wow you did like a shit ton of this and he's just like yeah now I'm trying to do it but it's it's funny because he's like the trailer even if you ever check it out check it out it's it's a fun one bad taste 1987 he's sitting there and he's like eating like ice cream out of a mannequin head <laughs> like he's like it was like a dead person and he's like wow oh, I'm eating this like mm, but it's delicious. Be brains. yeah I was like <laughs> what's going on here. Uh, but this was an interesting movie for Peter Jackson to pick up because this one was originally supposed to be a uh, Tales from the Crypt movie. Yes. Yeah, yes, which is tell me about so that surprising. Well, it was this one and then what, which other one? Uh, from Dust Till Dawn was yes, also supposed from to Dust be Dust Dawn. That's but right. because Bordello of Blood wasn't doing very well, they thought that this one was actually strong enough to work on its own so they and didn't need did. to worry about it. Yes. And it freaking did because uh, the, amazing. Yeah, and that's that's a lot due in part to the, the writer team on this one. We also had Peter Jackson writing it, but we had Fran Walsh. Fran Walsh actually wrote uh, pretty much everything with Peter Jackson in it. Uh, so she did... Um, uh, the 1994 film Heavenly Creatures that Jackson also did, mm-hmm. uh, he was the director for, uh, did the screenplays for The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings trilogies. Yeah. Uh, did uh, the one for King Kong as well. Uh, did uh, for 2009's uh, A Lovely Bones. Uh, also did one for the uh, the Mortal Instruments, which oh, is man. the only one that she's not on with... Um, Peter Jackson on the lo- she did 2018. One you said on. the Lovely Bones, and man, the Lovely Bones messed me up. Mm-hmm. Like, Which I didn't know that was a also a uh, Peter Jackson movie. I didn't know either. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Like it's weird. Yeah, it it messed me up bad. Like that and the book both like screwed me up hardcore. Oh, yeah. So um, I mean that's it. It's it's a horror book without like, meaning to be a horror yeah, book. It's, it's one of those like oh, oh my god. It's just like oh my god, just dramatic. But we're not talking about depressing things. We're talking about uh, the Frighteners from 1996. And who is it starring, honey? We're uh it's actually starring Michael J. Fox as a uh, Frank Bannister. And yeah, I say right. it that way because that's exactly how Jeffrey Combs says it. Who is also in this movie? Yep. Uh but Michael J. Fox plays um Frank Bannister. Uh, of course you know Michael J. Fox for uh, the Back to the Future trilogy, uh, the Stuart Little films, where he was actually Stuart Little, mm-hmm. and uh, he was, was also in uh, Homer Bound. Yeah, he was the uh, the spot Chance, dog. right? Yeah, Chance. Chance. Yeah. yeah. Um, and if you're a young adult today, you would probably if you're an adult today, like if you were growing up during the '90s, I'm anywhere gonna... between the '80s 
and probably like 2009, you know who this guy is. You know, if you don't know him, uh, he was in, he was Team Wolf. There you go. It was uh, Doc Holliday. You know, the, we'll just go with those. Yeah. I'm, I'm just going to stop reading the additional notes that you have on these things because I keep messing them up. <laughs> so I'm going to let you do it. Just tell me whenever you want to start talking. Okay. Give, give me a tap or something. We also got Trini Alvarado, um, who um, was Lucy in this one. Uh, she was Meg in 1994's Little Women. She was in 1998's The Chair. 88? 88? Did I say 98? Yes. Okay, 88's Chair. So it's earlier than this movie. So 1988's The Chair, which is about a ghost inmate uh, who had been executed, who is now haunting a closed prison that she convinces the warden to reopen. Uh, and she was also in 1992's uh, Babe, which is a biopic starring John Goodman, where he's Babe Ruth and she plays uh, his wife, Helen Ruth. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So, it's, you know, I, I was like, oh, yeah, babe, he was, yeah, when John Goodman was being serious. Mm. Uh. And then we also have Jeffrey Combs, uh, who is, of course, you know, Jeffrey Combs. We love him. We, we've loved him forever. Yes, he's playing Milton in this one. Apparently, he... Uh, he Agent act- Milton. Yes, he was. he's the one who pushed... If you watch this movie, and I suggest it, it's a great movie, uh, his uh, haircut was... Uh, Jeffrey Combs really pushed that one to show how uh, much he... He's like important and, and how he loves things. I was just like, what? like the haircut that he has. Yeah. He did that on purpose. Oh, well, he that was the one I believe. It. Oh, I'm sure. Because he, you know who he looks a little bit like? He looked like the fifth of out, like the fifth element, even though that was obviously that like was way later, but what it was supposed to be, but it was, it was supposed to be yeah. Hitler. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and it does. Yes. It very much looks like a Hitler haircut. If you know, if you want to know who Jeffrey Combs is, Listen to a whole lot of our old episodes. We uh, really love Jeffrey Combs. He's a, he's a he's an American treasure. Uh, he was at you know easiest one um, Holiday Hell, which was episode twenty twenty two twenty two. Because uh, I'm like wait, what? it's an early Christmas one. Um, not the best in that one, but well, he, he, that movie is not the best. But he was the best in it. So, but he's the best in everything. Yes. Uh, we got Peter Dobson, who was in 1993's Doppelganger. We have John Aston, uh, who was the original Gomez Adam. He sure was. And he's playing um, he's playing uh, the cowboy. What's his? Uh, Doc. Yes. Yes, uh, he's playing Doc. Apparently, uh, Michael Jack's J. Fox kept screwing up the... the so the, he just like called... He, oh, yeah, because yeah. he called him He called him Doc. Because Judge. Yeah. Judge he, was... I keep saying he's Doc, He's the too. judge. Yeah, so but he, he, called he, him, he called him Doc. At one point in the museum, which is so great. Yeah. He's like, oh, I messed that up. They're like, we're leaving it in. We're leaving it in. <laughs> but uh, we also got Dee Wallace. Dee Wallace is a scream queen. You'll see her in a lot of different shows. The easiest one is episode 17 of our film, uh, our uh, podcast. podcast. There we go. Uh, she was in Cujo. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got Jake Busey. Jake Busey, the son, I think, of Gary Busey. Uh, I know him from... He looks just like Gary oh, Busey. Yeah. Like, big, big teeth. Big teeth. Uh, he was in... Um, he was Ace in Starship Troopers, so he's like the guy who plays the, the like neon fiddle. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, but he's also in PCU, uh, which I love him in that movie. That one's a great movie. If you like John Favreau, uh, Favreau or Jeremy Piven, that's a great movie for you. Um, we also got Chai McBride, uh, who I know him as Emerson, uh, the detective, uh, in Pushing Daisies. That's the one with the pie guy and he would touch people and they'd come back to life for a little bit and he had to talk to him really fast. Hmm. Otherwise something else would die, but he, he fell in love with this girl and she got hit by a, she like the very first episode he brought her back and then somebody else died, oh. but it turned out to be her killer. So she, like they couldn't touch again because if they touched like she'd die. So oh. like he was like. They they had this like really weird love affair thing going on. That sounds complicated. It was weird. Uh, <laughs> uh, we got uh, a couple other people. Uh, Troy Evans was in this one. I don't remember anything else that he was in. But uh, the most important person uh, who was in this one is Arlie Emery, of course. Uh, you'll recognize him from uh, Full Metal Jacket. Yes. Uh, and uh, the History Channel, which he was on every show for a while. That had to do with weapons, anything. tanks, uh, American Merca. America. You know, he wasn't even going to be, like, he wanted to be an actor, and then he was like, oh, I'm not really doing a very good job, and then, like, that's when he And everyone's of, like, we love you! Yes. He was in a lot of weird movies from, like, the Philippines. Really? Yeah, and he was in this one, I think it was The Rift, or it might have been another submarine movie where he's like, he has dark hair and it's really weird. Weird. Yeah. Huh. So, I can't imagine him with hair. This is this is a fun movie. I enjoy this movie a lot. Uh, I really suggest uh, picking it up somewhere. We got this on. We have a physical copy of this one. Always get physical copies of your movies, kids. Just because uh, don't 
screw around with the streaming. For real, they switch it from one thing to another. So I, yeah, we followed one movie for like two or three months that it went and from, it went from it went on every single yes, media. It was on Prime. It went. I think it's stuck on Tubi now. Yeah, but it was. Probably. I can't remember what movie it was, but it was like it was on Prime and it was on Shutter, and then Shutter lost it, and then it went over to. Like something else. And I was like, why is it still going? Point being is if you see a movie that you like, you should really buy it. Yes. Because, you know, sometimes the internet sucks and you won't be able to find it. Yep. But uh, we're going to go ahead and pause it here. We're going to go check this out on our physical copy. For the 500 millionth time. Because again, my favorite movie from 1996. Uh. And we'll be right back. They say that sometimes when you have a traumatic experience, then it can alter your perception. I can communicate with the other side. I can see spirits. I don't know why. On July 19th, Universal Pictures invites you to experience another side of the other side. The Frighteners, rated R, starts Friday, July 19th at theaters everywhere. And we're back. We are back. So that was that was interesting. We watched the uh, the 25th of anniversary version on Blu-ray that we had uh, with the director's cut. So we actually watched the director's cut of the movie, and uh, weird, uh, like weirdly, it, it definitely gives it a different vibe sometimes. Yeah. Like, so to me, I feel like the original theatrical version makes Frank Bannister seem like less of an asshole. Um. More like he's just lost, I guess, and can be kind of a jerk, but not necessarily an asshole per se. But this one, he's like flat out, like just a just a bag. jerk, like yeah. the entire time. He's also very much the uh, the the shyster because we get to see things like he's doing with the um, uh, like the the layout of the house and all that other stuff, mm-hmm. that, which I don't know if we saw like straight out the the time before. The nice part about the director's cut though is that it uh, it's finished. So I I've seen some director's cuts. Where they'll slap together things that they didn't do the processing on. So, like, the, the shots look really weird. Yeah, and, like, so, blurry. Yeah. So, this was a lot a lot better done. But, yes, we start out... Um, God, what, how did we start out? Because it was uh, a little we start, bit different. We start off with... Well, no, not, not at the beginning. So, the beginning still starts off with... Um, we are in um, Patricia Bradley's house. Um, who is right. D. Wallace. And we are in her house. She's being chased around by a ghost that's going through walls. I mean, walls, countertops, tables, everything trying to get to her. She slices her hand open. Her mom comes out with crazy bedhead. And is like, the wicked will be punished. Ah, yes. And then, like, she shoots. And she blows away the She, uh, she blows away the, the carpet. carpet. Yeah, which is... turning into a thing. Yeah. And then it pops out and it goes after her. Which is an odd thing because that has nothing to do with the story. It, it, you know, it actually kind of goes against the story because why was D. Wallace running away from? Uh, Apparently, you know, the, that's the foreplay. ghost that we find out. That's their uh, foreplay. That's weird. Yeah, that, that that was awkward. But yes, uh, then it cuts to uh, just scenes around town, right? Uh, and then scenes around town, and then scenes with a funeral. Yes, that's when uh, Frank decides to try to. Uh, put uh we, we we don't really get introduced to frank banister until a little bit later he uh, is handing out his card at a funeral we also uh have a little introduction to the um the yeah, newspaper the news- later, yeah. yeah who has that little conversation where we get the kind of the backstory where uh what so far 20 or so people have died in town from mysterious circumstances uh just strange heart attacks but it turns out like not heart attacks or something like that um, yeah, like their, their, their arteries are clean as a whistle. So yeah. there's no reason why these people are dropping dead. They're just dropping dead. But the, the hearts are, are crushed is what they say. Uh, and that's when, uh, he's driving and he, tr- like Frank decides to drive away from the funeral in his little Volkswagen bug. Uh, we see that he's got a bunch of stuff on his, uh, his like dashboard and drivers, like, like passenger like seat. Like it's weird. And his, is his seat like just one seat or is it like he's got two seats? I don't remember. But uh, he like drops stuff and then he's not paying attention when a logging truck is coming around the bend the other way. Yeah, it almost smacks into him. He swerves off the road. He runs into a yard, uh, breaks a fence, all kinds of awful stuff. And then the, of course, the owner of the home, who is Ray Linsky, um, an Elvis impersonator, <laughs> yeah, so that's uh, one of the things that the 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 actor actually did. He played in um he was El- Elvis, Elvis in the uh, Forrest Gump. Yeah, 
Which is so pretty cool. Weird. And he actually has an Elvis um, statue, statue yeah. yeah, in his house, which is pretty funny. I guess that's like a little nod towards that. So, um, so he ends up his yard gets messed up. He freaks out, you know, starts cussing at Frank and is like, you know, you're paying for this. I'm gonna sue your ass. Blah blah blah. Frank is like, you know what? I'm just gonna get out of here. And he just rolls his car right on over his little garden gnomes. <laughs> And apparently the garden gnome was like a specific kind of garden gnome. A bonzo. So, yeah. So he was really upset about that. Yeah. So he, he leaves. And... I've got your, I've got your, your license. And I'm like, you, he gave you a card. You know his name. You don't have to worry about anything. Yeah. Like, was, not... I know I've got your license plate. Was he driving away from you? What's going on It's here? not really a, a hit and run at that point. No. It's a, hey, I hit it. Here's my information. Okay, I'm leaving. Uh, this is when we're introduced to the character of Lucy. Because uh, Lucy is showing up at uh, D. Wallace's house. Yes, to bandage uh, up her hand. Yes. Correct. Because uh, she is uh, there due to the fact that there's another doctor in town who is on vacation or something like that. So he's Well, seeing... he's, he's attending the funeral. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, he's yeah. So, so Lucy's attending all of his patients today. Uh, meets uh, D. Wallace, sees that her hand's all messed up. Her mother tells her she's not allowed to leave the house to go get stitches. The, the mom is like the... the it's just crazy good. Like, she's pulling off the, like, no, we, we don't ever go to the castle. She's never allowed to leave kind of vibe the whole way. Yeah. I was yeah. like, wow, this is pretty good. Uh, this is when, uh, because she heard the name, uh, I guess Lucy decides to pick up a VC, like a VHS tape from the mall or something like where'd she get that one that was such an odd way for her to get they have a blockbuster there well yeah but it wasn't like a it was a clamshell that had like uh, american murderers on it uh which i guess is like part of a series but it is explaining what happened with gary Busey, uh or not gary Busey, uh jake Busey, uh killing all the people that he did with her yes with uh the d wallace who was 15 at the time because it was like the 19 60s? 50s? 50s, something like that. I don't that. know. Either way, he was totally sexing up a 15-year-old. Ugh. Ugh. Uh, but yes, he was, and uh, it shows this, kind of, we get the, the impetus for a lot of the stuff on there, though. Because he's sitting there and he's yelling, uh, oh, he got 12. I got me a score of 12. That's one more than Starkweather. Starkweather, yes. Who is apparently an actual serial killer. Hmm. Uh, which I is did surprising. not know that. Uh, I think he... Star Charles Starkweather only got nine though. I think there was like a somebody said something about that, but um, uh, yeah, and uh, then it like and then he goes into the electric chair, and there's this whole sequence where it's showing a smiling Jake Busey's face, and then it's making electrical sounds behind it while changing the like the film to, to negative. negative. And I, I was like, I always thought that was cool. What the fuck? I, I thought that was fun. Uh, and, uh, and apparently, the whole time that. She was watching this. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Lucy was watching this. Uh, Ray was sitting at the bed, uh, like the side of her bed, like just rowing. Doing, yeah, on a rowing machine, which was weird to me because she had uh, a Raggedy Ann doll on the bed with her. Mm -hmm. And it was like between her, where like her and Ray would be. Maybe she felt more comfortable with a Raggedy Probably Ann doll. Probably just puts than it Ray. between. It's like, no, this it's is like, it's like a pillow. This is the no doll no i don't want to hear more about the tiger well that's... he didn't he didn't care he was he was very um the tiger is controlling yeah he was very controlling he, in that the, relationship the, he put, ray puts his finger up to lucy and i was like oh no 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 to no, shush her no. uh uh that that no, that's enough thank you dear that has always driven me crazy so um you know, as they're discussing this whole thing that happened, Ray is telling her, I don't want you to go to that house. There's like the Manson family, blah, blah, blah. And then shit starts to happen that is super weird. Like, um, he, Frank Bannister's card magically ends up next to Lucy. And he's like, I threw this away. Where the hell did this come from? Did he come back here? And she's like, no. And then the bed starts levitating and floating around. And Elvis, the, his Elvis statue is is floating around too. The Raggedy Ann doll comes and starts attacking Lucy, which is creepy. And the, then they call Frank. Yeah, the, well, the turkey walking with the light on it. Okay, the turkey is part of the director's cut. And it was awesome. <laughs> like, it literally, was so bad. There's a turkey so walking funny. on the ground. And then... With a big light. Is, with, yeah, a with a big, big light, light on it. it. <laughs> so it's got a big shadow. It was so fun. It was, that, that was a fun part. That was really weird. Uh, but yes, uh, they call up Frank. And Frank uh, shows up. Uh, and starts doing his little he con man thing. Yeah. 
And so he he uh, he cons them basically into uh, he cons Ray into saying you know I'll I'll forget about the the lawn, and uh, instead of you know having to to pay for Frank's services. And he has like a whole thing, but he also starts mentioning things like oh yeah the uh, the the table started spinning in a counterclockwise direction, right? Is she like no? Is like well the toilet lid started slamming up and down. No, well the bed levitated. Yes. Oh okay. Well that's. The kinetic, spontaneous, bloody, bloody, blah. blah, blah. Uh, you know, let me go ahead and he's like walking around, spraying around uh, holy water uh, through a mechanical gun. Yes, that was a little squirt gun weird. that looked like a real gun, like a real gun. Uh, and then, uh, which did that pop up again later? No, it's, uh, you can't check off's gun me like that. I mean, no, you, it was you just put the, it was the just gun for that. There. It was just for that scene. Um, and then he he pops out with these little little coffee bag full of goo that he shoves down the the garbage disposal. Garbage disposal, yeah, that was weird. And then he leaves after he sees a number on Ray's forehead, and he's like, "What's with the number?" And he's like, "You're just trying to get more money out of us. Just get the hell out of the house. Get out of here. Get out of here." And so he runs Frank off, and Frank proceeds to you know leave, and we meet the ghosts that are mm. working with Frank, which is. Um, As, Stuart and um, Judge is the other one, and then Cyrus. Cyrus yeah. yeah, Cyrus is a is a gangster from the well, 70s. So he's like, I guess he's like a like a. He reminded me of like somebody from like the um, uh, like a like, a like Starsky and Hutch. Like oh. that's what it was kind of like like the like or or kind of like a exploitation style like. Not a not a super bad guy because he's wearing and he's wearing seventies clothes. Poor guy, and, and then he like hates platform it. shoes and everything. Yeah, he's like, when am I gonna get some new threads? I'm like, I'm sorry, man, you died during the seventies. <laughs> yeah, he's like, it sucks. Sorry, he goes. And what about some cigars? You told me you would get me some cigars. Uh, the interesting thing is, is we so what happens is, is Frank drives up to his house, which is unfinished, uh, and it turns out he was an architect. Uh, and he's just been leaving it unfinished. He's, I guess he's been working on it his, as his dream house this entire time. But it's like, I, I mean, I don't mean like, oh, well, there's like part of it is, is broken down. Like, no, like there's tarps everywhere keeping the water out. Uh, none of the walls are finished. It's just, it's terrible. And he's living in this, this place, which is interesting. He even goes so far as to cut off, uh, some of the, uh, the, the large wooden pieces on the outside of it to use to burn for warmth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yes, uh, those two are, we're introduced and we even see a dog who is chewing on a jawbone. From uh, Judge. Yes, who, you know, is, uh, John Aston, And it, Judge is hilarious. He runs in, firing his gun over, uh, like, everywhere. Bam, bam, bam. He even shoots, uh, Stuart in the face, which causes him to lose some ectoplasm, I guess. Yeah, yeah. His little bloody ectoplasm comes yeah. out of his face. And then uh, to finally find out the jawbone was that the dog was chewing on was Judges, who puts it in and has a very just hate on for what Frank is doing. Uh, just He's just upset about the whole thing. He's like... When, uh, when the dog starts running away with your bones... It's with your time face. To, with your face, it's time to quit. You know, kind of thing. So he's he thinks that Frank can do do a lot better with his life than than screwing around with dead people. Yeah, death is no way to make a living. Yep. Uh, it's at this point that uh, they're trying to the the bank calls. So I, I always kind of was wondering about that. Why this start, like the second bit started up? So it shows the foreclosure notices and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, in the theatrical version, but it doesn't um, have the scene wherever Frank talks with the bank. It doesn't have the impetus, like the, the speed that we needed, the reason why he had to do the, the rich house. Yes. So what happens is, uh, is they get a phone call from the bank who's required, like they, they need the money or they're going to foreclose. So Frank has to send the ghosts to a rich house. To, to get the money. And that's when to we... To get like $15,000 yeah. or something. And that's when, if you see the trailer, you'll see the bit with the uh, the kids the, on the uh, little... The like little the swing babies, and... like flying around and everything like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, and that is all the ghosts. They are flinging babies all over the damn place. And and it's like crazy. Uh, that's when she needs to call Frank. Uh, so Frank heads on down there. He runs inside and he starts just rattling off his little spiel... And it turns out that the newspaper had written a column about him saying how bad of a shyster he was. Just, yep. just terrible, total, total terrible man. Total con man. man. Uh, 
Uh, and the lady sends him away. She's like, I apologize for calling you. You should leave. Which I'm like, you know, it, everyone's like, oh, he's a con man. And I was like, there are ghosts doing things in your house. Like, admittedly, maybe he's sending the ghosts, but that just makes him a necromancer. Uh, <laughs> it does not actually mean that the ghosts are not happening. Like, things are flying around. You can't just like, ah, he's a con man. He completely caused my children. He got into my house, caused my children to be flung around. Like, literally, if I was one of the ghosts, I would have just been slapping her in the face with the phone the whole time. It's like, what happened? Oh, you're just getting slapped in the face with the phone. Oh, yeah, you think it's fake. Whack, is, whack, whack, whack. That is a weird, that is a weird thing to, to say. Yeah. Frank goes to the newspaper. The newspaper lady is this very hoity British lady who's like, ah, you, uh, the, the, the public needs to be protected from you, Mr. Bannister. You know, and like, he's <laughs> just mean. Just mean to him. Yeah. And um, so whenever Frank leaves the Gazette is whenever we actually run into Peter Jackson. And Peter Jackson is actually dressed up as like a punk rock metalhead. And uh, he's got like piercings everywhere and he's got a Grim Reaper shirt on. Three and... lip piercings. Oh, I didn't that even That was like many. three big, big chunky rings I, I just know that he lips. had like a whole bunch of like nose piercings yeah. and, and yeah, he looked dirty. So, you know, um, Frank runs into him. He goes out in the middle of the street. He gets hit by a car, which is actually a... Uh, but what, what do they call it? Like a procession or? Oh yeah, it's a funeral procession. Procession, there you yeah, go. That's the but it, it's it's the hearse that is carrying a body. Yes. Uh, which Frank is, uh, is... quickly comes to realize that it is Ray's body yep. because he sees Lucy in one of the cars and she's all dressed in black and really sad. He's like, "Huh, that's really weird." And that's when Ray shows up, and he runs right smack into him, pushing Frank over. Uh, two guys help Frank up, and Ray's like, "You gotta help me, dude! You gotta help me! They're gonna bury me! They're gonna bury me!" And, and he's like, why didn't you take the tunnel? Like, the tunnel of light. And he's like, what are you talking about? He's like, now you have to stay here. For and, like a year, I And think become go- No, no, I thought it was like 80-something years. Oh, uh, maybe it was 80 years? Hey, dang. It, it was a that long time. Sense, yeah. It was a long time. And then you're going to be all goopy and ectoplasmy, and it's just gross. Yeah, so we get the explanation for the, the dead folk thing. Yes, and the tunnel. Yes. And so he's like, all right, well, can you help me get to my funeral? So Frank does. Frank gives him a ride to the graveyard. This is actually wherever we see all of the dead people in the graveyard, including... Arlie Emery. Yep. Ermie. Sorry. Ermie. 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 Who um, is, does not like Frank. Does not like Frank No, at not at all. Yeah. And he, like, he punches him in the face and it's all, it's ridiculous. We also see him doing some quick costume changes, which gives us a little bit more information that ghosts can change their shape with enough, uh, like, force and thought. Which is weird because Cyrus didn't know that. He's been asking for new clothes since the 70s. Yes. Well, I mean, apparently it's just a, a thought thing that you just have to think of it. And maybe it goes back to, you know, normal whenever you're not thinking about it. Who knows? But <laughs> yes. Uh, so apparently ghosts can change their forms as much as they want. Um, we get like a, a, a little bit of a eulogy from one guy. Nobody else is crying except for Lucy. Who's not really crying. Uh, and then... Uh, oh, no, no. There's somebody crying at his funeral, which is him. Yeah. So Ray is crying, Ray's at, his crying at his own funeral. Ray is crying at his own funeral. It's at this point that um, we get some just kind of weird interactions. He has a, uh, Frank has an interaction with Lucy. Uh, and that's when they decide that they're going to go ahead and meet up for, to, at, to talk about, uh, Ray. Yes. Uh, at the anniversary spot that, that Ray had set up for Lucy and Which him. we actually don't see that in the theatrical version. No. So in the theatrical version, they just end up at this they're fancy just at a really night nice restaurant. restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, what happened was, uh, Ray actually the day prior to his death, um, set up a reservation for that restaurant. Yeah. And so they just decided to take advantage of that reservation. Which and makes a lot more sense now. Like, it's like, oh, okay, that's that's why. I think it's kind of fucked up. <laughs> it is. But, see, my issue had always been, like, well, if he's poor, then why is he doing it at this nice restaurant? Or why is she setting up the nice restaurant? That's, mm-hmm. that's such an odd place. True. And then Ray actually does say that he's doing it for their anniversary because yeah. that was their anniversary date. Uh, he also has an interaction uh, with the... Uh, Frank has an interaction with the chief of police in the graveyard still before they leave, uh, who kind of is trying to get his, like, Frank's call on all this, because he doesn't know what the hell's going on. All these people, we get the explanation that uh, all these people have great hearts, uh, but they're crushed, they're pulped inside. So it's like somebody reached in, grabbed a hold of their heart, and crushed it. Yeah. So that's, uh, we get a little bit more information on that. Uh, What else did we get? Um, 
it's at this point he's got to pull out Ray from the from his own grave from his own grave because he can't get out of it. Which I'm like, you can't just float like nope. everybody. Okay, no, nope, you can't float. There's no floating. Um, yeah, and I guess then it just goes straight over to the and then it goes the, to the, yeah. So then it goes to the dinner. Yep. And he's hanging out with Lucy. Um, Lucy's asking him about his life, all kinds of good stuff. And then she's like, hey, by the way, can you ask Ray for me where my money went? Because my $16,000 that was in savings is gone and nobody can find it. And he's like, oh, my God, I blew it on a bad investment. Don't don't tell her, though. I'll think of something. I'll move back into the house. We'll figure this out. I'll take care of her. Yeah, and uh... Frank's like, that is a shitty idea. Nope, he left. Yep, it's he, over. He, yep, he left. He said, good luck with your life. And she's like, wow, that is just like him. He's like, oh, you, B-word. I do like that. It's like, oh, you bitch. Like, all this stuff where he's just like, no, this is my wife. I love her so much. Da, 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 da. Oh, you bitch. Yeah. Uh, and that's when it goes to, uh, Frank just can't handle it. He gets up, he goes to the bathroom, because uh, he doesn't want to be involved in all this, this these shenanigans. Oh, and, no, uh, that's not what it was. What? He spilled he spilled wine on his pants. Oh, Okay. So uh, I thought he was just Ray, feeling all. No, no. So oh, Ray, Ray splashes. Ray, him. yes. Ray uh, drops his wine glass onto Frank's lap. And he's like, "Oh God, let me go take care of this." So oh, he, yeah. that's whenever he gets up, goes to the restroom, sees the the big guy come into the restroom right after him, and that it's a large fellow who has the number thirty seven or something on his forehead. Well, he has a number on his forehead. Yeah, I'm not sure. Like I'm that. not sure what number it was, but. So he is actually washing his hands, trying to hurry up and pee and all that good stuff. And then the Grim Reaper comes out of the mirror, which I still think is so cool. Yes. And that's when it grabs a hold of the chubby guy's head, uh, heart and uh, squeezes. Yeah. So he causes him to have a heart attack. That guy dies. Frank sees him go into the tunnel of light. And the guy's like, Mom, which is really nice. Yeah. So he passes away. Frank trips over the dead guy's body, runs out screaming because he's obviously freaking the hell out. And then this is whatever um, everyone is looking for him. The yes. police and Lucy and, F, you know, everybody else. And while they are interviewing Lucy, this is whenever uh, FBI agent Milton Dammers comes in, who is, of course, Jeffrey Combs. Yes. Uh, and he is just bonkers. Creepy bonkers just the, the, the awesome thing that they did with this one that i think they did from the very beginning because his eyes look so dark mm -hmm. is because i think they gave him contacts to make his pupils look huge and, all the time he just and he's got like the little he's it's just and he's like kind of like twitchy and furtive and and weirded out we get a lot more explanation as to what happened to him yes later on, which, which is was, so important i yeah. really wish they would have left that in uh but yes uh he is obsessed with the fact that it it's uh frank doing this uh which was like like immediately who was frank doing this yeah frank frank is he's fucking bonkers and here's what happened to his wife deborah yep and so we hear about deborah and frank and how they you know got into this huge argument because while frank was building their house he instead of a, yeah. in, instead of uh building deborah a garden like he had promised he made himself a basketball goal without asking her so this whole argument ensues. They leave. Um, the carpenter sees them leave. And then uh, while they're arguing, Frank is going around a corner too fast, crashes, and then Deborah dies. Yes. And his X-Acto uh, knife is missing, uh, which cuts numbers into Deborah's. 13. And the Thir number 13 in yeah. Deborah's forehead. Yes. So that's. So, yes. So now, you know, Jeffrey Combs definitely thinks that Frank is, you know, guilty. And meanwhile, Lucy's like, no, he would never do that. I've known Frank for years. Yeah, it was a really kind of a... She attaches to him like... like super hard. Like, shit to a blanket. She just, like, he's just too pretty. Michael J. Fox is just too he, pretty he really is what is. happened He's adorable. I mean, it's Teen Wolf. Yep. Marty That's, McFly. Yep. Just, she's just like, who is Calvin Klein? I want to know him. Stuart Little. Yep. That's probably not the Stuart Little part. Chance, though. I don't know. She seems like a dog person. Ah, <laughs> uh, but yes... Uh, so that happens, and then um, Frank actually at this point, um, oh my gosh, I think that this is whenever, I'm trying to think, oh yes, because the ghosts see the Grim Reaper, mm -hmm. 
And so Judge is telling them that the two other ghosts about the Grim Reaper yep. and how it's death and all kinds of stuff. Well, then Frank is sitting in his car freaking out and he sees a tunnel of light at the museum. Yes. So he flies off to go f- see what the hell is happening at the museum. This is whenever we see uh, the young reporter guy who Magda, the reporter lady, was yelling at earlier uh, that he is dead and he has a number in his forehead. Magda sees Frank there and she's like, you bastard, you, you killed him, blah, blah, blah. She is obsessed with him killing people. Too. Yes, yes, like, she is. And, and it we is don't all a, his fault. We don't get a whole lot of information Even though on her. he just got there. I just assumed that like, you know, maybe she was related to the sister or something like that. No. We just didn't get an explanation. Yeah, no, she was But yeah, no, she's just like, ah, she, it's you. She's got a hate on How dare. Yep. And, and you know so, why? Because she, she hit on him at one point, like right after the. And he just the, shot her down. like, I'm really not interested. And she's. Like, you're, you're just awful looking. Oh, you know why you're not interested in me? Because you're a murderer. You're a killer. So, um, Magda has the number 40 on her forehead. And so he's like, you're next. And she's like, you're threatening me. And then the police come. Please hold him at gunpoint. Um, all the other ghosts show up. So does the the Grim Reaper ghost shows up. Immediately starts to go after Miranda. Mer- Magda? Magda. 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 Magda gets away. And... All, the whole shootout happens in the museum. And it's, it's actually just, fairly funny it's because cool. Sean Aston or not Sean, John Aston. There you go. Was complaining about uh, uh, just not ha- his ectoplasm drying up. He goes and he sees a uh, sarcophagus, uh, a Egyptian sarcophagus with a he, mummy with and, good teeth. Yes, and he goes down in there, and he comes back up, and he says he's not shooting with blanks anymore. Yay. Yay! He likes it when they lie still like that. Ugh, Ugh. Ugh. that was Ugh. gross. Ugh. Anyways, John. so that John. happens. So that happens. But yes, uh, Frank, uh, Frank ends up getting out. Yep. Get the ghost help. They scoot through another sarcophagus on wheels. I hope, which was weird. Oh no, they just start pushing it. The yeah, ghosts with, are pushing with, it. Yeah, with Frank. But in like, it. I was like, why is it just moving like that? That's crazy. Yep, and then with strange. with the with Frank in there. Yes. And so they push Frank out. Frank is safe. He runs out, gets in the car with Magda. Yes. Because he's trying to get her away from the Grim Reaper. Of course he gets into a car accident. Of course Magda gets out. Of course the Grim Reaper immediately chases her, catches her, and then kills her. There, and it was really chunky CGI when she she got hit. So if you're not... Okay. It's like, just I mean, from it was 1996, the 90s. Come but on. it was like still pretty funny. Whatever. Uh, uh, the Grim Reaper... Kills her, puts the the number on, uh, the tunnel light comes down. She begins to berate uh, Frank for killing her. And she's like, did it feel good killing me? Did it like, feel good killing your wife, your murderer? It's going to be interesting when she has a like a conversation up in, you know, Heaven or hell, wherever she's going. And they're yeah. like, dude, you're an asshole. He was totally innocent. Like, Here's what happened. Oh, my God. He was really trying to save me. Oh. oh, oh Damn. Well. Oh, well. Oh, well. So, uh, that happens. Magda dies. Everybody knows because Frank actually turns himself into the police station. There's actually a funny little bit where Milton's like, he is a, a terrifyingly smart individual. You'll never be able to find him. And then Frank is walking in behind and Milton's like. <gasps> yeah. And so he's like, Magda Reese Jones's body's in my car. And yeah. they're like, did you do this? And he doesn't confirm no. or deny. He's just like, oh, God, just take me. Just just arrest me. And what's her name is there, too. So La- Lucy. Lucy is there. Yeah. And she's like, no, you didn't do any of this. And he's like, hey, you don't know me, lady. And it's in his head because he saw his, uh, like, he, his he had wife. a flashback yeah. to his wife dying. Uh, he keeps seeing these things where it's like, I guess just an emotionally charged area or something like that. And he flashes to, you know, the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, which just, just sends, he can't really do anything other than sit there and watch when it happens, poor guy. Uh, but yes, uh, Jeffrey Combs interviews him and makes it all super creepy because, yeah. you know, the way that Jeffrey Combs can. Because Jeffrey Combs is just, he is playing it up to creep level like five here. He's like, have you ever heard of Colita, Colina? Logged in Something like that. Anyways, yeah, you said it, you this, said it straight out like, I did. the first time. And you were like, oh. Like, how did you wow yeah because we hadn't seen that part and i know we haven't watched this movie in at least two or three years oh i totally watched it like two months ago or something really it's one of my favorite movies anyways so colina lagdina or whatever her name is uh could actually explode a heart 
of a frog just because she wanted to. So he is convinced that this is what Frank's been doing because somebody pissed him off and that's why they die. Because Frank wants them dead. He wants their whole family dead. And he explodes their heart whenever he, you know, people piss him off. And that's when uh, he's like, Frank is staring at Milton the whole time. And Milton's like, are you trying to do it now? Well, good luck. Because I'm wearing a lead breastplate. And he tears his shirt open. And he's got this, like, weird piece of metal that actually had the nipples on the, inf- it, like, outside it, of it, it, it too. It looked like the, ba- the, like yeah. the Batman. It was so it weird. It looked like the Batman suit. I was like, what's going on that here? George Clooney wore with the nipples. I was like, that's oh my it, God. That, that is no. what it looked like. Uh, this is when uh, Lucy goes over to Frank's house. Uh, and sees the beautiful garden that he made yes. uh, for his his wife, uh, which is really kind of cute because um, the uh, even the Ray ghost is with her. And Ray even says, oh, what a, a nice basketball court gone to pot. Like, like it yeah, wasn't like, specifically yeah, done that way. Yeah, like you messed it up by, you know, by putting a garden there that was for his wife. Um, this is when uh, the phone call from... Uh, D. Wallace's mom comes in. It's yes. like my wife, my daughter is is consorting with the devil. You need to come help. Uh, you know, help us. So that's when uh, Lucy decides to go over to D. Wallace's house uh, with Ray because Ray is, will not leave her alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get a lot more Ray in this version. I don't know if we needed that much Ray, uh, but uh, oh, uh, oh, after after he told her that she's just not giving a hundred percent. Hundred percent. That was an odd situation. Yeah. I was like, that's an odd statement. That's to make. that's also why they cut that probably. Yeah. Um, so Lucy ends up at the house and Ray can see it from the, the spiritual side and it's seething. Like literally it's like the house itself is breathing evil. Uh, there's black goo coming out from every one of the windows. It's just terrifying. Uh, and so he does not want to go in, but for some reason, Lucy decides to, uh, and that's when we get kind of a, a interaction between her and D Wallace and D. Wallace seems very innocent. Yes, I didn't want to do it. It was my boyfriend. He was the evil, and he did the bad things. And I told him not to, but I was afraid he would do the bad things to me. And now my mother is making me keep my father's ashes in my room because I, he killed himself because of me. I'm so terrible. I am the bad. Uh, but please help me. I am not the bad. And I'm like, uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Even Even, like, Lucy should have been like, oh, this is a little much now. Yeah, exactly. You are, are pouring it on super She's thick. She's like, it was Johnny. Uh, so so they go into the mother's room wherever the mother has all, like, a, a scrapbook full of just murder stuff. Yeah. Uh, including, uh, we find out later on when uh, D. Walls shoves her into the uh, the mother's... Uh, uh, Chest. Uh, Armor. Armor, yeah, because it was it was a like a furrier uh, closet, because uh, it was just full of furs. Uh, pushes her in there to uh, to hide her, uh, so that um, uh, like Lucy can make her way out and, and skedaddle while the uh, the the mom uh, is distracted downstairs with D Wallace. This is when uh, she finds Frank Bannister's exacto knife. Yeah, his retractable knife. So that was missing, um, as you know, Milton told us earlier. Yes, uh, this is when uh, she decides to go back to the jail. Uh, we also see the the uh, the spirits go in there and are trying to get uh, Frank to, uh, which that is actually a deleted scene. Yes, uh, tries to to get him to to figure out what's going on. But they can't. He can't see them because he's lost faith or something like that. I don't know how that works. He doesn't but believe okay. anymore. He doesn't he's believe. Just, in he's the just ghost. like yeah. There's yeah. I, I he he's convinced that he's the one that did it. Ghosts don't exist. And so they're like, he can't see us anymore. So that's, oh, it's so sad. They should have left that part in there. That's when Lucy, uh, well, it only lasts for a couple of seconds. That's when Lucy uh, goes inside, starts talking to him, uh, explains about the the knife. um, Tells him, you're not the only one who's lost somebody, you know? Like, stop fucking feeling sorry for yourself. You're a goober. And I guess that was enough to And he's like, you know what? You're right. I am a goober. I love you, Lucy. Was that enough to, I guess that was enough to get him happy again, so... Because of that, uh, he's, he's able to see again. the ghost again, which is good because just in time uh, for the uh, the, the Grim, Grim Reaper, Reaper to come to down yeah, and starts attacking Lucy. Uh, that's when um, they get Lucy out. The other ghosts, Stuart and Cyrus, both get killed by the, the, uh, the Grim Reaper. They do. Um, they, uh, Lucy is able to get Frank outside because he kicks open the door, taking the, the poor deputy out. Um He's. They start running. That's when they run into Milton, who 
it pulls out an Uzi, right? No, not yet. Oh, okay. No, pulls so out, he's, he's, he's just got a little gun. Yeah. Uh, pulls out a little gun. Uh, Lucy <laughs> runs over, pulls the, oh no, he's uh, he's gone insane. You got to save me from Frank. And Milton's like, ah, I'm going to shoot you. And that's when Lucy sprays him down with a CO2 can. Yeah. And just starts like, he's like kicking his legs out. It's like Jeffrey Combs was giving his A game was, on this it one. It was amazing. Uh, yeah. So Frank kicks the gun out of his hand and then they both run out. Uh, Frank actually tells her, I gotta have an out-of-body experience in order to protect you. He's about to shoot himself in the head. And she's like, no, no, we can go to, the, there's a different way. So they go to the hospital and she's like, okay, I'm going to give you this medicine. It's going to slow down your heart rate. I'm going to freeze you in our freezer where we keep all of our specimens. And then I'm going to revive you in 20 minutes. Yes. And that should give you enough time. And the one thing I, I saw in this one was that it was about 840 uh, on the, you know, on the dot there when they started freezing him. Uh, so it, it was good. I, I like all, all the clocks said 840. So I was like, oh, that's really cool. Cause later on Milton shows up. He's like, I didn't know you were interested in cryogenics doctor. Uh, it's like, no, I'm going to be reviving him at nine o'clock. I was like, oh yeah, that's the 20 minutes timeline that she gave him. Neat. Uh, he's like, why would we want to do that? And that's when. <laughs> Milton grabs a hold of Lucy, takes her out to the car, and drives her down to the cemetery for some reason. Because it's relaxing, honey. It's relaxing. As he says, um, and this is actually wherever we get Milton's backstory. Well, most of Milton's backstory. Yes. Um, which was actually cut out. A good deal of this was cut out, and it shouldn't have been. Oh, no. Because it, it, it really turns Milton into this sad, crazy character. And it makes a lot more sense for him to be as crazy as he is. It does. It really uh, does. So he spent time with Charles um, Manson. Yes. Uh, she called him Charlie, right? And he yeah. called him Charlie Manson. Um, he was a sex slave for six months. He was in a Satan cult uh, drinking goat's blood. He, he, he was... He gets a... Uh, he's got a swastika on his hand, like a tattoo. Uh, and that was because of another thing, like, you know, which is sad because he's wearing the, the you know, the Hitler, you know, haircut. Hair, yeah. But uh, it's a... Um, it's just a, it's because that was another undercover thing that he had done. He even gets out of the car, takes off his clothes, and... Like, he has, like, no nipples. Like, well, they, yeah. they, they seared off his nipples, and he has, like, cuts all over his body. Burns, and... weird tic-tac-toe marks, a bunch of, like, you know, just sentences written on him. And he just starts going off about all the different things that he's had to do. Because he believes in his country, and, like, that's why he's insane. Uh, that's when the Grim Reaper has been chasing down Lucy this entire time. And uh, Frank, who is now out of his body, is also chasing them down. Yes. Uh, they end up in the uh, cemetery. Early Army beats hell out of uh, Frank. Frank. Yeah. Uh, pulls the the, uh, the double like M60 look on the, uh, the Grim Reaper who cuts him in half. Like right off the bat. Like so we get nothing on that one. Uh, and then the Grim Reaper proceeds to start, like, just squeezing the shit out of Lucy's heart while, uh... And know. then Frank picks up the guns and he's like, hey, asshole. Bah, 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 bah. And he shoots him. Shoots him enough times to where all the ectoplasm is just getting shot off. And this is when it's revealed that the entire time it was... Johnny Bartlett. Yep. Uh, Lucy is able to escape. Uh, Frank continues to start trying to beat hell out of the, um... The, the Grim the, Reaper, yep. Johnny Bartlett. Uh, who is trying and struggling to get away. He even, like, Frank even grabs a hold of Johnny Bartlett's uh, scythe and is about to take him out uh, when uh, he is brought back to life with Lucy and another doctor's help who immediately the doctor disappears like five seconds afterwards. We he have was, no explanation He, he was him. just there to help her. Yeah, just for a couple of seconds. That's it. Um, they realize that they need to uh, get... Uh, I guess, what do they have to do? They had to go see D. Wallace for some reason. Yes. So she has to go save D. Wallace because yes. she thinks that Johnny Bartlett is after her. Uh, so they go there. Uh, and well, just, just Lucy. Just Lucy. Goes so Lucy there. goes there. Yeah. While, while Frank is like trying to, you know, get his lungs to work again. Yes. So Lucy goes there. She gets there. She's talking to, to D. Wallace. To D. Wallace and, um, the mom comes in. She's like, she's not going anywhere. And so she runs upstairs because she's like, why do you have Frank Bannister's knife? And she's like, you've been in my room. And she runs upstairs and Dee Wallace runs up after her and she's like, mother, wait. And so she goes, she goes up there. Lucy's by herself down there for a little bit. Things start kind of moving. 
And then Dee Wallace comes back downstairs and she's like, oh, it's good news. Mom's going to come with us to the police station. She says that we're ready to go now. But we have to wait for her. And so she's like, oh, my God. Okay, we have to hurry. And so she's talking to her. And then Dee Wallace just starts staring into space because we see that Johnny Bartlett is there. And he's like, I want to kill her, baby. I want to do it. And he's like, it's a creepy, creepy relationship. And Dee Wallace is totes into it. And she's just like, yeah. So I could totally do that. I could totally do it. I think the weirdest thing that they did, which is part of the director's cut, is that um, after Dee Wallace agrees to kill Lucy, she goes into the kitchen, she grabs a knife, and then she like starts like stabbing, stabbing the ghost of Jake, Jake Lucy, but it's like a weird sexy stab. He's like, oh yeah, baby, like, I love it when you do that. I'm like, <laughs> it just makes you feel dirty. Uh, Lucy getting tired of all the shenanigans and not looking into the kitchen where T. Wallace is stabbing the hell out of Jake Busey. Uh, walks upstairs to get a hold of uh, uh, D. Wallace's mom, who is quite dead. Very, which, very, very dead. To me, is weird because they won't shut up about the number 41 because that was the number that we saw on Lucy's forehead. Yeah. Well, at this point, then, if the mom is dead. Uh, then that's 41. So technically, Lucy uh, would be number Lucy 42. Lucy would be 42. Yep, exactly. That was that was a flaw. Uh, it's at that point that they try to get the hell out of there. Uh, Frank shows up right now, right? Frank shows up, saves Lucy before he she can be killed by Johnny yes. Bartlett. Um, they somehow make it to um, well, what D. Happened? Wallace's room because D. Wallace... Uh, Is shooting it at Lucy. Yes, with the mother's shotgun. Um, and then that's when they go into D. Wallace's room. They find the... Uh, the Ashes. Ashes of Johnny Bartlett. And then they're like, we need to take this to, to hallowed ground. That'll be the chapel inside of the uh, old uh, psychiatric hospital, which is like just down the way. Which is where... It's the, literally like... A, they live right in front of the psychiatric hospital. Which is where uh, uh, the murders... The original uh, Jake Busey murders took place. Yes. Uh, so they run in there. There's a lot of shenanigans running back and forth. There's a lot of like hiding. Uh, Frank starts freaking out and having these like long, long drawn out uh, like scenes Flashbacks. from... Yeah, the, the previous. So we see that, yes, uh, you know... D. Wallace's younger version was completely okay with the killings. Um, and was helping. This is, unfortunately, this is when Milton shows back up. Uh, and uh, Grabs Lucy. Yep. And then tries to, like, throw her around a bit. And then Frank is running around trying to find Lucy. And then Lucy ends up getting away from Milton. And then she runs into an elevator. The elevator stops Halfway up on the fourth floor, which is where the chapel is. Yep. Uh, Frank is up there waiting for, for Lucy. They hand over the the, the ashes. Uh, that's when Frank starts trying to break down the door to the chapel. And he accidentally hits the, uh, the bust of uh, Mary that falls over onto a plank of wood, which is next to the plank that... Is holding uh, the urn, and so the ashes yeah. go flying into the air right before they go out the window. Milton catches them. He's like, ah, yes, I, you, you, these you, must be full of the, uh, the... The bad juice, right? These, you, this is the bad guy. And if you put it in the chapel, then it'll solve the entire world, and... It'll uh, vanquish all evil. And, uh, you know, no, under no possibility should these ashes be released, and then Milton throws all the ashes all over the place. He's like, you are such an asshole. Which lets all of the, uh... The, the Johnny Bartlett out, because he had been stuck in with his ashes for a while. I guess he got hurt enough to have to do that. Yeah. Uh, but yes, Milton agrees that he is an asshole, but an asshole with an Uzi. And that's when he shoots Frank in the arm, I yes, guess. Yes, he does. Just, just in the arm. is not easy to do with that Uzi, which I don't know if that's an Uzi. It looked like a... I don't know. Anyways, he like said it was an Uzi. So he shoots, he shoots Frank and he's like, get up, you make me sick, get up, don't make me shoot you in the back. And so Frank looks ahead and he sees a, fl a flashlight, which of course is the same flashlight that um, D. Is Wallace the was... shotgun uh, that D. Wallace is wielding. Yeah. Yes. And so he, uh, he turns and he faces Milton and right before he's going to shoot him, uh, Michael J. Fox uh, steps backwards, falls backwards through Frank. the floor. What did I say? Michael J. Fox. Oh, well, you so, know. Oh, yeah, I know. Just I'm, I'm like, somebody's guy. trying to follow us. They're going to be like, wait, what? So, yeah, Frank falls through a weak spot in the floor. Unfortunately, it takes him all the way down to the bottom floor or even farther. Five, five floors down, basically, because yeah. he's in the basement. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that's when, uh, yeah, poor bastard. 
Um, he, uh, he lands. He's not doing well. Um, Lucy gets all the way down there, starts trying to help him. That's when Dee Wallace shows up. Uh, beats hell out of Lucy, and that's when... Um, Did we say that Milton got shot? Yes. Uh, okay, good, uh, Milton got his head blown away to the point where his uh, spirit was I, still there. I love that so much. So yeah. she blows his head off, like it's just his neck, and then like his, his ghost head pops up. Um, this is when... Dee Wallace starts beating the hell out of, of everybody because she's run out of uh, shotgun shells, which, thank God, because she had, like, 40. Um, Jake Busey is holding down uh, Lucy uh, for some reason. Uh, the the idea to kill Frank... Uh, it, so they kill Frank by choking him out with the, uh, the, the barrel of the shotgun. Yeah. Um, and then they decide that they're going to go ahead and kill Lucy still, but not in any normal way. They're not going to do it with the uh, the bone saw. No, they're going to do it with a pickaxe that's downstairs in the morgue for some reason. Uh, and that's when Ghost Frank grabs a hold of, uh, of Dee Wallace and yanks her soul out uh, and starts going up the tunnel of light that appears for Frank. Uh, he, this is when Jake Busey also follows them into this beautiful tunnel and it starts sucking them into the afterlife uh, and and suddenly Jake Busey is able to swim himself over and grab a hold of Dee Wallace. They freed up, uh, but uh, that's when Frank ends up at the end of the line and he's standing there in a... In heaven. Yes, in a, a clouded area uh, and uh, Jake Busey's like, ha ha, we're gonna go back down and do it, but that's when Cyrus and Stuart show back up. And they're like, no, no. Don't don't even mess with them. Just come back over here. Everything's fine. It's cool. And that's when the f- beautiful tunnel of light turns into a flesh tunnel that starts having the little worms from the Transformers movie, actually. It's Jason, uh, isn't it start- Jason Goes to Hell or something? Oh, Jason Goes to same? Hell, does it? Um, well, no, I don't know. I don't know. On the... On the uh... On the cover of Jason Goes to Hell, they they do have the weird worms in that. Yeah, but it also reminds me of either... They're like Tremor. Kind of. uh, Think um, Deep Rising does it. And if you want to have a robotic version of it in the Transformers movie when they're stuck inside of Unicron's body and it starts uh, coming after him. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Everything is like the Transformers movie to me, honey. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's that's where I'm stuck. We've been together long enough for me to know that. Uh, But yes, uh, it turns into a flesh worm that dives into the 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 bowels bowels of of hell. hell. Uh, We got to stop doing that. Yes, uh, we get the explanation that uh, yes, everything is nice, especially for the honeys, especially for Stuart. Um, Cyrus is able to smoke uh, and get new clothes, and that's when Deborah, Frank's first wife, shows up and says, "Hey, baby, yeah, you're not done yet. Bye." And that's when Frank falls to Earth, awakening in the arms of Lucy. Uh, and they, I presumably, hook up. Uh, everything is the good again. Um, because uh, we see uh, Frank's house being dismantled. Uh, I guess they're going to be... Rebuilding. E- or putting themselves somewhere else. Yeah. Um, that's when uh, the sheriff shows up and says, Hey, man, I, I got a whole bunch of downtime coming up. Uh, let's, you and me, start writing a book on this. Uh, that's when Frank's like, Why don't you ask your guardian angel? The uh, sheriff looks into his car and starts giggling because there's nothing there. Uh, but, of course, we can see that it actually is Milton's spiritual form. Uh, not only us uh, through Frank's eyes, but also through Lucy's eyes. Who can now see the dead. Yes, and then starts to chase Frank with a cute little uh blanket over her head and it ends with a don't fear the reaper uh version of something yeah it was like weird because it wasn't the uh, it was a new don't fear the reaper yeah a new old one because it's from the 90s one yeah anyways so what are you gonna what are you gonna rate it i'll give this um seven ectoplasmic bobbles in a coffee grounds bag out of ten I really like this movie. I don't know if the director's cut is the greatest, but it does add a lot to the movie. So if you if you have the option, definitely pick up this one as the 25th version. Um, we got it on Blu-ray uh, for that. You'll be able to see kind of the difference. Watch it, the theatrical version first, and then watch the, the other one. What about you, honey? Oh, I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. Yeah? 9 out of 9 what? 9 out of 10 Grim Reapers. Okay. I mean, this is one of your favorite movies, yeah, so I wouldn't that's, say... Uh, yeah, that's why. Because, I mean, I can watch this repeatedly and it's a great movie we get outstanding uh just from everybody including uh what what is his name dobson uh the uh, the guy who plays ray 
like who is a, a minor talent from the rest of the stuff that he's ever been in because he's only in like one shots and a couple of like he's an Elvis impersonator and a lot of different things. Yeah. But even he gave a very strong performance. Everybody gave strong performances mm-hmm. in this one. Even John Aston, who spent most of the time with this, you know, like prosthetic. With, oh my God! So crap many, all over so many him. prosthetics. You know, I actually I love the fact that this was, um, like you said, it was shot in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Um, New Zealand is gorgeous anyways. I cannot wait to go. They did a good job making it feel like the Pacific Northwest, though. They did. So that they was really a surprise did. by that. But anyways, so yeah, so we love this movie. If you haven't seen this movie, I highly recommend it. Obviously, it's my favorite. It's it's a great movie. Um, there's a lot of stuff in this one that, that added to it. There's a, a lot of sequences that were, were kind of pulled out that really have the explanation for a lot of, of what was going on. It should have been left. So if, you, if you've seen this movie beforehand and you're wondering what the hell is going on, watch the director's cut because it does... Kind of to the point where it was a little too much in certain areas. Explain exactly what was going on. Mm-hmm. Like, you just like, oh, okay, so that was what was happening this entire time. They should have left out um, a lot of the bits with Frank Bannister being as big of an asshole as he well, was. Well, I mean, it, it kind of is okay. I mean, yes, it, you need to watch the... If you haven't watched it at all, watch the theatrical version so you don't think Frank is a, a dick the whole time. But you get the explanation for everything. So it's like, oh, this is this is cool. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Just check it out. Let us know if you check it out. You know, if this is a thing for you, just watch it and, and let us know. Or if there's another movie that you would, uh, you know, want us to watch, another horror movie, just let us know. Reach out to us. ESAT3AM at gmail.com is going to be the best way to get a hold of us. That is our email address. You can also reach us on ESAT3AM.com. That's going to be the main website. Uh, if you got Facebook and Twitter at ESAT3AM, it's going to be the best way to get those on those. Uh, and you can always, if you just want to leave us a voicemail, leave us a voicemail. Anchor.fm forward slash everything scary at 3 a.m. We want to hear from you. We love hearing from people. We really do. This is we we've finally heard from other people now. Thank you, guy who left us the uh, the first uh, two voicemails. That was very nice of you. Uh, we love hearing people's voices, though. It's it's really easier to kind of tell what people are thinking at that point too, uh, compared to just text messages. So uh, you know we, we you know reach out to us. Let us hear that melodious voice of yours. Yeah, we want to hear from you. But uh, until next time, I guess we'll see y'all later. Yep, see you soon. Bye.